the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I want to thank you all for indulging me yesterday. I was uh, supporting uh, some global mission efforts around the world, leadership stuff. Um, really want to thank the uh, good folks at Marketplace Solutions for an awesome event. And we'll be bringing you some of the experts at Marketplace Solutions and transformational leadership in coming weeks uh, because leadership is something that we need in our country, uh, in all aspects of our country. I am a big believer in great information, and the more information you know and the more discerning you are, the better off you are. And so that is why we bring on every Monday night at 6 o'clock our friend Josh Pick from Aptus Wealth Management. Josh was kind enough to indulge us yesterday, uh, delaying his appearance until tonight. So, Josh, thanks for your time. Appreciate it very much. How was your weekend? It was great. How was yours? Mine was good. I got stung by... Uh, seven wasps, Josh, and I don't handle one wasp sting well. So uh, it was a little dicey Sunday night, but uh, otherwise all good. So uh, that's uh, that was an that was an eventful uh, experience. And uh, let's start with the Dow and the S and P five hundred closing at records today in the aftermath of the one trillion dollar infrastructure bill. I guess I wonder if you think that's related to, hey, we love the infrastructure bill, or is that related to, whoa, bipartisanship? I didn't know that existed anymore. Does it tilt one way or the other in your estimation? Well, I wish it was that simple. I wish we could just kind of assign a value to bipartisanship and say when when uh, it seems like it's working, then the market shoots through the roof, or if uh, we get an infrastructure bill, then that launches the market through the roof. But in reality, uh, while these types of decisions are important and they certainly affect short-term generations in the market, the long-term performance of the market is, is the thing that we can actually be predicted. Uh, they can be predicted. In the short run, there was always a chance where the infrastructure bill uh, was pending and it was already built into the market and then, let's say, it was turned down. Uh, that doesn't necessarily the market collapses or goes up. I mean, it can handle itself either way. I do think that the infrastructure bill is positive for the market. I do think that the indication that rates are going to remain low for a period of time is very positive for the market. I do believe that bipartisanship is positive for the market. But again, that's going to be a short-term solution to uh, a long-term decision. Josh Pick is our guest. He is with Aptus Wealth Management. They're located in Lewis Center, and you can reach them on the web at aptuswealth.com. Their number is 614 614- Nine one seven ten forty. Josh hosts the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, 4 p.m. Saturdays here on 98.9 The Answer. It's your opportunity to learn more about investing and to find out uh, what kinds of things you should be aware of. That's where Josh and his team specialize, and they will give you a free consultation and a $25 gift card to patronize a local business if you take advantage of that. So 614-917-1040, aptuswealth.com. Uh, we have... COVID concerns springing up again, Josh. 
Uh, I saw a story today about uh, restaurateurs and other businesses worried about uh, mask mandates and having to make that decision for themselves. It seems like everyone has been impacted by COVID as you operate in your world with retirement. What kind of challenges have COVID presented to you? Is it more uh, tied to the financial sectors or tied to reacting to what happens in other industries as you try to put together a really smart retirement plan for your clients? Well, it's undoubtedly going to add volatility. And I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that I am incredibly concerned about the potential of maybe not uh, widespread lockdowns, but even lockdowns amongst, you know, you'd mentioned restaurants. Yeah. Uh, I could see it being very possible that we, we add restrictions back to restaurants again as I dropped my son off at daycare today and I had to wear a mask in the building for the first time in quite some time. Um, it seems like uh, we're very quick to hop back on that bandwagon, whether it's justified or not is up for debate, but uh, it's certainly something that a lever that can be pulled. And while I think we made it through the first COVID lockdown, I wouldn't say unscathed, but uh, we certainly cruised through a little bit better than I think we all anticipated when we first saw the market pull back in March and April of last year. Uh, we've built maybe some uh, inflation into the system by the, the money printing, et cetera. But it seems to me that at this point, people are pretty optimistic about the future and businesses seem to be not only rallying, but thriving uh, from COVID of last year. I don't know that that's sustainable if we have another lockdown like last year. Mm -hmm. The levers that we pulled last year in the way of printing money, keeping interest rates incredibly low to stimulate the economy, uh, I'm not saying some of those levers aren't still there, but they're certainly not as powerful anymore. I mean, how far down can we go in the interest rate world, for example? We're already about as low as we can go. So another lockdown would be incredibly concerning to me, not only as it relates to the market, but just the economy in general job loss, unemployment, et cetera. Well, I would hope that if we make more decisions in that realm, we'd evaluate what decisions in that realm did the first time and know what not to do to avoid it. These are the kinds of things, folks, that Josh and his team specialize in reading the signals out there. And that's why the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show Saturdays at 4 is a great listen for you. Josh is the host. Get together with he and his team and plan a purposeful retirement, a plan that will leave you with no surprises at uh, the time it is for you to transition out into more of a leisurely life. You can reach them at 614-917-1040 or on the web at aptuswealth.com. You mentioned interest rates, and we've had in, you know fears of inflation, rumors of inflation. Everybody sees gas prices going up, lumber prices up, all that stuff. Uh, I saw a headline in Wall Street Journal that uh, Jerome Powell, head of the Fed, and he's been to me, I'm surprised he hasn't raised interest rates because that's typically what you do to get inflation under control. The headline says, progressive opposition to Jerome Powell clouds his chances for second term as Fed chairman. The story says they would like for him to be more progressive on climate, the economy, and regulations. Uh, I'm not asking you to evaluate Powell. I guess I'm asking you, is that one of those things that could send shockwaves through the financial systems if they change who the chairman of the Fed is? I think so. I, I think if, if we, the removal for essentially political bias, uh, meaning that we would like you to become more progressive because that's who controls the political environment today. Um, and we would like you to start taking more co- progressive approaches to interest rates could be viewed 
as, um, you know, rather than being a fiscally responsible Fed, if we want to think of it that way, we could have a progressive, more money-driven spending Fed. That could send ripples. That absolutely could have an impact. Uh, I think all of these decisions, Bruce, you know, we, we oftentimes talk about uh, we oftentimes talk about what are the problems, but what are the solutions or how can you solve some of these problems? Well, if we have a Fed that's volatile, we have interest rates that are artificially low with the prospect of them going up. We have the looming issue of a potential shutdown. We have, you know, the economy, I don't want to say it's on wooden legs, but it's certainly not as stable as it was, say, three, four years ago. Right. Um, what does that mean for the average person who's nearing retirement and or investing? And what it means is plan on volatility. Uh, volatility is always in the market. But when you start adding these, uh, you know, you're kind of pouring a little bit of fuel on the fire, you have to be worried about volatility. And volatility is there. Obviously, that impacts different people in different ways. It depends on how close you are to retirement, how far you are. What is your, your tolerance or your threshold for this type of volatility? And it's important that you come up with some semblance of a plan to accommodate for that in a way that you can actually uh, sustain your goals, but at the same time sustain your sanity. Um, so there are ways to accommodate that, but the same old buy, you know, uh, the S&P 500 and hold, while a great strategy over the last 20, 30 years, and potentially a great strategy over the next 20 or 30 years, it could be a really bumpy ride that you're not willing to take. And there are alternatives. You just have to investigate them and plan accordingly. Yeah, absolutely. I want to get into one of those with you. But first, just that answer, folks, explains why uh, Josh and the Aptus Wealth team are great people for you to get to know. Take advantage of that free consultation. Get your $25 gift card because these are the things they keep their eyes on. Like sometimes what has been a great investment may not be. Sectors change. Outside forces change those sectors and things like that. So 614-917-1040, free consultation. Get your $25 gift card to patronize a local business. That helps. You can also listen to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show 4 o'clock on Saturdays here on The Answer. They're located in Lewis Center. Very easy to get to on the web at aptuswealth.com. Typically, Josh, real estate has been a great investment for people. Uh, We own a rental property uh, because I used to work in Cleveland. We kept the house we rented. It's great. I'm curious, eviction moratoriums, because I think people think, oh, landlords are people who own Tons and tons of apartment buildings and stuff like that. And there are some like that. But there are also some just everyday Americans who own a house, an extra house, maybe two extra houses because they've thought, hey, this is a great way for me to invest for my retirement. And then there are investments that are exclusive real estate, like real estate investment trusts. As you keep your eyes on that sector, what do you think about the real estate uh, market and the real estate situation under these kind of circumstances we're dealing with right now? Well, there's no question we've had a, a heck of a run, right? I mean, we we went from relatively stable, uh, slowly growing interest rate environment to, or I'm sorry, real estate environment to explosive over the last 18 months. I don't believe that that explosive growth is, growth is sustainable, but there is obviously some conversation about a bubble, and I don't necessarily believe that a bubble is looming either. I think there'll be certain sectors of the real estate market that'll get pulled back. You know, commercial real estate's certainly been hit the hardest, mm. but it's a much different scenario than it was back in 08, 09. When you look at the people and the amount of leverage they have in their homes, the credit worthiness that they had to prove to get into their homes, and just the sheer supply issue that we have in the housing arena and supply chain issues certainly haven't helped that either. So if you own rental real estate, while it's definitely a great time to sell, if that's something you're looking at doing, 
Um, I, I don't think that it's necessarily a, a time for panic, though, either to get out of rental real estate. As long as that property is cash flowing, you have a great interest rate on the property. Um, I think you know we're still business as usual, and uh, it's a good place to hold some money. Now, on the flip side of that, though, uh, real estate investment trusts can be cause for concern in some instances. They're not all created equal. It's very important to understand the motivations and managerial structure of that particular real estate investment trust. There are several of them out there that are very, very good, and there are others out there that I believe would be very easily described as a money trap where you throw your money in it and it's very difficult to get the money back out, and the promises are just that. They're promises not substantiated in some sort of um, you know, strong business plan that's going to provide long-term results. So tread lightly in real estate investment trust. doesn't mean I don't like them, mm-hmm. but tread lightly. Uh, but if you own a solid piece of individual real estate, it's not the time to run for the hills either. Great. Uh, I know you're on top of that. You're on top of everything. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I love having you on the show and the perspective that you lend. Aptus Wealth Management, aptuswealth.com, 614-917-1040. Josh Pick, we'll see you again on Monday, this time at 1230, because the Bruce Willis Show is moving 11 to 1. We look forward to that. And uh, thanks again for your time. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Very good to have Josh on the show, as always. And um, reminder, the show does move starting Monday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Now, so much talk about masks, so much talk about vaccine mandates. Uh, Our General Assembly is supposed to be out until September. But all this talk about masks and mandates and vaccinations is bringing them back early. And I think it's for a good reason. I'll tell you about it next on The Bruce Hooley Show. There is only one way for you to retain the right to parent your children as you see fit when it comes to mass, and that is to show up at school board meetings or make your voice heard with school board members. Uh, that is essential because... Everybody is going to do it if they don't think there will be consequences for doing it. The CDC, the uh, health professionals out there aren't that concerned about your kids. They just aren't. They are concerned about not putting themselves in a position where they have to take a stand or where they have to make a decision based upon data. The consequences of their actions, masking everyone up, uh, they don't think about. Everything's a binary decision. Well, if you wear a mask, then we can't be criticized if you get COVID. But if you don't wear a mask and you can criticize us for you getting COVID, well, then we get criticized. So we're going to take the path of least resistance. The problem is that has consequences. Uh, Dr. Drew Pinsky, you probably know better as Dr. Drew. He was a guest recently on the Megyn Kelly podcast. Uh, Here is Dr. Drew talking about what masking did to kids all over the United States of America. The problem is we may have injured permanently 8 to 15-year-olds who manifest similar stuff. Humans humans need social contact. Why do you think the most severe penalties a human can face is isolation? That is the worst that a human can tolerate. Our self emerges in the context of our relationships with other. Our capacity to feel our emotions and regulate them happens because of the reflection of others. Our ability to make meaning of life and have things like careers and be of service is our relationship to others. 
when that is restricted, we, as you say, we go batty. It's the worst thing you can do to a human being. And to do it with a particularly no end in sight, it's just, it's torture. Yeah. It would be nice if they look at the data. For instance, why is it not significant to the CDC that Sweden, a country of 10.2 million people, which never masked and never locked down, and has just 43% of its people fully vaccinated, has suffered 15 COVID deaths in the last seven weeks. 15 in seven weeks. But we have to be terrified of Delta. Terrified of it. And if you don't believe they want to mask you up and lock you down, uh, just listen to one of the chief proponents of those actions, uh, Dr. Fearmonger himself, Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci, do you agree with Randy Weingarten, the head of the largest teachers union in the country, who came out yesterday and said, yes, teachers should be vaccinated inside schools? Do you think they should be mandated to be vaccinated? Yeah, I'm going to upset some people on this, but I think we should. I mean, we are in a critical situation now. We've had 615,000 plus deaths, and we are in a major surge now as we're going into the fall, into the school season. This is very serious business. You would wish that people would see why it's so important to get vaccinated. That is a lie. To mention 615,000 deaths as indicative of the issue in front of us now is just a flat-out lie. I don't care if he thinks it's one of his noble lies, like telling you to wear a mask or not, or excuse me, telling you not to wear a mask back in March of 2020 because he wanted to save the masks for the medical profession. There is no such thing as a noble lie. A lie is a lie. And in this case, for Anthony Fauci to cite 615,000 deaths as indicative of why you need to be afraid of Delta, which is not claimed Even 15,000 of those deaths is ridiculous. It's more than ridiculous. It's unethical. It's dishonest. Thankfully, our Ohio General Assembly appears they are moving to do something about it. House Bill 248, named the Vaccine Choice and Anti-Discrimination Act, would prohibit everyone from requiring a vaccine. Sorry, Nationwide Children. Sorry, Wexner Medical Center. Sorry, Ohio Health and Mount Carmel. No, not even hospitals could do it because what would be forbidden is discriminatory treatment based upon vaccination status. It would also require schools to notify parents that children can be exempted from vaccines, and it applies to all vaccines, not just COVID-19 shots. So the head of the health committee, Scott Lips, a Republican, of course, from Franklin, has requested that his committee come back on August the 24th, and that all testimony must be submitted by 5 p.m. August 20th, which is next Friday. Not this coming Friday, but next Friday. So this is a good thing. They are moving to do this. They've already stripped Mike DeWine of his power by overriding his veto. But there's political pressure on both sides of the aisle here. Ohio is about 50% on vaccine status in terms of full vaccines. But they're never going to tell us what we are in terms of actual antibodies because they don't calculate anything about natural immunity acquired via infection and recovery. It's just not something 
that the CDC or the Center for Disease, uh, Center for Disease Controls, World Health, anyone pays any attention to. They're drunk on power. They are afraid to just humble themselves and say, we screwed this up. We screwed this up. We were wrong about this. Kids under 10 years old, no threat. Let them go unmasked. No, no. They got to stick with it. They are going to roll with it, brother. Their favorite country song is That's My Story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> 